0: On this week's episode, we're going to discuss the software that Linux is missing, a community wish list, and a new piece of Linux hardware that's going to blow your mind. Welcome to episode number 346 of Destination Linux, your favorite video podcast. My name is Jill.
1: I'm Michael. And I'm Ryan.
0: Also in this episode, we're going to discuss Michael's awesome adventures at the Ubuntu Summit, how it went, and what were some highlights he wants to share. Now, let's get the show on the road toward Destination Linux.
2: Our community feedback this week comes from Olivier. They say, I've been a big fan of the show for about four years now, but recently I've just gotten to a very modest Linux adventure that made me even more grateful for the show. Thank you for sharing that, and we are so happy you've been mm-hmm. listening. For four years, that's awesome.
1: Oh yeah, Yay. absolutely, that's yeah. awesome.
2: Go on to say, shortly after hearing Ryan raving about BlendOS, I've stumbled upon the Fedora podcast episode about immutable distros. Even though, as I understand, I'm not the target audience for those, I've been using Linux on my main laptop for more than ten years now. But I've never really moved beyond the state for from a very basic user. I decided to give it a try and install Fedora Fedora Kino-nite, Kinoite Kinoite the- Kinoite Kinoite
1: not that no, you know I- <laughs> I what? Yeah, my. You know, night. That's great. Oh, okay, okay. First of all, uh, I don't, I, I don't like the uh, the uh, correct way. I want to do your way now. So, yeah. it's yes. Kino <laughs> you know, night. You know, white. It's it's definitely that one. All right, cool. Well, they decided this, to install that on their home laptop. I have
2: to confess that this is a bit of a bumpy ride at the beginning, having to figure out by trial and error whether and which of my work app should be installed as Flatpak in a toolbox or layered. But in the course of doing so, I realized that I was vaguely familiar with all these terms and many more that helped me find my way to this immutable OS. Almost entirely thanks to listening to you talking about them over the years. Nice. Aww. So I guess this is just another big thanks for the great work type of email. I hope I'll be able to listen to you all for many more years to come. All the best. Uh, what an amazing email! Yeah. Thank you for sending this in. I absolutely am
1: in love with BlendOS. Michael's in love with BlendOS too. I and am, for the most part. I'm a type of person who likes to jump around in different distributions, so I don't always have the same. No, distri- you don't. <laughs> you're, a professional are, you're such a liar, throw
0: hopper, Michael. We know that. <laughs>
2: yeah, you <laughs> oh, don't even update so your system. Let around, <laughs> hop around anywhere.
1: You know, like uh, it's just not I just thing. wanted to. I just wanted to see what would happen if I said that. It's perfect. Okay uh but also yeah blend os is great i even uh, interviewed rudra who makes blend os at the ubuntu summit so it was very cool we'll get to that later so i just wanted to say thank you so much for the feedback and we're i'm very happy that we're able to help you Uh, we've also done some if you haven't seen it we have an episode about immutable systems you can check that out we'll have that linked in the show notes for more details where we go into like all of the specifics uh, but I, I'm I'm glad you enjoy it, and the few more years to come, definitely that is on the roadmap.
0: Yeah, you're so awesome, Olivier. Thank you so much for this this beautiful email, and so happy we could help you with your Linux journey to learning, you know, immutable Linux distros. And thank you so much for sharing your Linux journey, and. So, you know, your curiosity of Linux has actually moved you to the next level. level. You are no longer a beginner.
2: <laughs> you're no longer a Padawan like yeah. Michael. You are now a master. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. A I'm a hardware Padawan. <laughs> oh, my bad. I thought you were just a yeah, Padawan, very different, That's a different show and a different topic. <laughs> I am definitely not a Padawan when it comes to Linux. I'm the Padawan when it comes to Linux. In comparison, comparison to comparison to you all. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. suppose. But you guys have been you've also slumber. been in Linux for a little while. So, it's okay if you say that you're, you know. It's okay if I can't pronounce quinoite. No, okay. <laughs> hey,
0: technically, you said it right. <laughs>
1: So technically it is quinoite. However, I mean that's like a I think it's a material of some kind, it's like a mineral of some kind. And then there's also another way of saying it's quinoite, which is <laughs> a French thing that comes from trees, something from trees. I don't remember exactly what it meant. Oh, yeah. But or not French. What? I think it's Japanese. It's Japanese. Never mind. Yeah. It's Japanese. And it comes. it's something to do with trees. And it's interesting because they use OS tree to make quinoaite, quinoaite, and I want it to be the quinoaite thing before I heard you say quinoaide. And then we're na- now, that's, <laughs> now you're seeing that's, the whole
2: commercial, the branding. Yeah, exactly, it, like, that's yeah.
1: the only thing that it can be now. Yeah. So for this point forward, anytime we ever say it on the show, especially with Jill, yeah. we're going to have to be that way. So Jill, yes. go ahead, sh- sh- prove that what the correct pronunciation is
0: kino
1: White. Jill. you <laughs> got
0: You gotta... You gotta, you gotta
1: I, okay. I
0: realize I haven't said it in a very long time. kino
1: There we go. <laughs> it's perfect. So when I said correct pronunciation, I think she were interpreted it as like a genuine Literally, correct pronunciation. Yeah. But yeah. I meant DL correct. Okay, DL. Yes.
0: kino Is that
1: a new thing? It's is, dynamite. Is it correct or is it DL correct? Uh, yeah, why not? It's DL yeah. correct.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> DL- should
2: be a t-shirt. DL. I got it DL correct.
0: That would be perfect.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting too before we move on real quick the immutable OS and the fact that you know we we've talked about this isn't necessarily something a new user should jump into and they're not a new user so I think this is perfect to go explore but the new users shouldn't just jump into this kind of like arch if you will. But that doesn't mean even if you are a new user You can't go jump into it. You just have to know there's going to be challenges. There's going to be road bumps. There's going to be things you're going to have to spend time figuring out. And some people are really cool with that. Or you can just set up in a VM and then it doesn't mess up your old system. Uh, So it's really cool to go take those risks sometimes and try something you're not comfortable with, uh, even in the Linux world, because you're going to learn a ton from it. And when I think back on the moments I learned the most in Linux, it was when I was taking those risks, usually about an hour before our show started.
1: Yes, and that's the time if <laughs> yes. you have something to do in an hour don't do don't do what Ryan does. Do what he says to do, which is test things out in a virtual machine and that way you can have an actual like safe experience and you're not have to worry about anything breaking. Don't what he do what he actually does, which is change everything last minute and then terrify me of like oh we need to start now in 15 minutes. Well, I'm, I'm installing my new system. What?
2: <laughs> but see, I had a safety net. I knew that if I broke it bad enough, I could call Michael and be like, <laughs> What command do I use again to fix this? Oh. And there's a good chance. <laughs> yes. he oh, yeah. Was,
1: there, there was that one time we were at your house and you were you broke something and you're like, Hey, Michael, do that thing. And you handed me the laptop. I fixed it and you're like, Well, how did you do? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I, I, remember, uh, yeah. I, think <laughs> I bet
2: you I was like, I bet you can't fix this because I spent like an hour on it. And then I handed him my laptop and it's like I think I fixed
1: it in two minutes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you <laughs> Jerk. You jerk. Uh, that's, the, that's, that's the thing about being an expert. It helps sometimes, but it takes a while to get there. Yeah. Well, we want
2: you, the community, to ask us questions. So make sure you send in your questions or your comments to tuxdigital.com slash contact. Visit there. Fill out the form. We love hearing from you. You are a big part of this show. Every episode. Absolutely. We highlight you, the community, sometimes is the beginning more of than this once. Show. <laughs> yeah. So get in there ask us some questions and for our question of the week this week is what's your favorite distro of 2023 and why so if you don't have a topic in mind answer that for us what is your favorite distro of 2023 that's nice
0: you. like this
1: is, and our question of the week this week as if we've ever done that before <laughs> this is the first time we've ever done and i think it's a great idea i just yeah. made so, it so i made it yeah that's great i so yeah, I'm, de- awesome. I'm definitely interested and in are you gonna maybe send do- in
2: yours michael yeah, of course. <laughs> of <Okay>. course.
1: <laughs> and then I, I, think we sh- I think we should all send it in and we can do like a survey and see like which, what has the per- percentage of the most liked or the best of the year and do like some kind of end of the year awards or something. I don't know. Perfect. Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud at this point, but I like that. I like
2: Oh, that yeah. Idea. By the way, Michael, I'm going to add a question of the week for our audience into the show.
0: Going oh, good forward.
1: idea. I can't believe I've ever thought of this before. Good yeah. idea.
0: Yeah. Thank you, buddy. That was excellent.
2: You know, some people collect Pokemon cards. Uh, others mm. collect baseball cards. Sure. I even, I've never told people this before, have a little bit of a collection of UFC trading cards. Mm, nice. You know, I didn't even know those existed. Yeah, they're out there. And collections are vast as people's interest. You can collect things for nearly every hobby out there. However, Michael on this show has the strangest hobby of all. All. I have many hobbies and many collections. No, what are you talking about? This one's very weird. You collect domain names. You collect domain names like nobody I've ever seen in my life. That's like, just ridiculous. That's true. That's ridiculous. I only have about 70. What's 100? 70, 100. Like <laughs> my kids would say, they're like, hundred. I want 70, 100 of this because that's what it's not just 70. Like Pokemon, Michael has to collect them all. Literally, and, and I mean this, any discussion we have, with Michael about a new business thing, always ends with, we should buy a domain for that. That's Michael's like input of, let's buy a domain for that. He wants the .com, the .net, the .biz, the .community. He wants them all.
1: He wants to collect them all because like they're going out of style. And- okay, that's a bit excessive. I, I do have a lot of domains and those conversations have happened, but .biz... Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that got you. That's the uh, one you're like, I don't
2: collect those. I have three. Those are for plebs.
0: I still have three. <laughs> pleb
2: collectors are the dot .biz. So as yeah. you can imagine, this gets quite expensive uh, for us. But thankfully, I was able to find a solution for that. And that's where Namecheap comes in. Namecheap is a place where, as you guessed by their name, you can buy domains for cheap. Therefore, for That Yeah. And you can also host sites and they have other services there as well. So if you want to be like Michael and collect domain names or you're actually starting a business and just need one, I suggest going to Namecheap. This is where we get ours. And we have a link in the show notes where you can start your collection and support our show all at the same time. You can do both at the same time. In fact, they could probably go to a really clever URL that you probably bought, Michael. So I got that, a domain
1: for this, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> you do. What's that domain, Michael? DestinationLinux.net slash Namecheap.
2: See, the .net was a thing, but I wish it was .biz now because then I've been like, oh, you did buy .biz. <laughs> well, so .net. I could add to Linux. my collection, Ryan. What
0: about yeah. .tv?
2: Yeah. Well, don't don't encourage him, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> so click that link And see if you can out-collect Michael. So this week, we're going to talk about something really fun and exciting. I mean, it was for Michael. He was there. But now we get to live vicariously through him. Michael attended the Ubuntu Summit this year. It's your second year attending the Ubuntu Summit. That's true. So you went back. So there's got to be something really special there to make you go back twice now to the Uh Ubuntu Summit. And you represented Tux Digital. This is a big deal. This company is very important to many people around the world. And you represented us there at the Ubuntu Summit.
1: Did I you- appreciate you putting the pressure on me after I was already done with it. Yeah, now that you're gone.
2: Did you feel like you represented us well? Let's just start Aww. there.
1: I think I represented us fantastic because I did a lot of cool stuff. And I participated in many things that were related to the event itself, in addition to my own talk and all that. So uh-huh. I think fantastic, as well as the fact that I was... Up in like the garb of Tux Digital. So I had some polo shirts that had Tux Digital on it. Beautiful. And I was representing the whole time. <laughs> polo shirt, not just That's a t right. shirt. Yeah. That's right. It's really nice. Polo shirt. Yeah. I'm gonna you go to wear those in the next full episode. professional, you know. Oh yeah, I will. I f- I forgot about that. But I also, you know, I wanted to wear that butter summit shirt. So yeah, that makes sense. That but the next time I will wearing that will that wear Huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: So you say you represented us well. But I've been to events with you Michael. And you have a tendency to dance at times. <laughs> and I would not consider your dancing representing the Tux Digital brand
1: really well. Did you It's okay that you're you're, you're wrong about that. I dance well, therefore I represent well. Did so you dance this time? Uh, no, unfortunately there was yes. no opportunity Thank to goodness. dance except that I did find there uh, after I left there was a, like, a, the after party they had, which was really fun. I couldn't stay very long because I had a really early flight. And then I find out that there was, like, even more stuff with it that became, like, there was some kind of EDM dance that happened. And I was I was able Aww. to attend it. So Aww. I was disappointed. Uh, so I couldn't show off my dance moves, unfortunately. But I might have a clip or two to put into the video of people enjoying their time, including one person who was wearing a Minotaur hat or
0: mask of some
1: kind. It was pretty pretty cool. So you didn't
2: get to dance. That's unfortunately, Unfortunately. but you did get to represent us well. And the the whole EDM dancing thing is kind of fascinating to me. So there was an EDM dance party. Apparently. And I imagine the dance moves on
1: display there were incredible. (laughs) You'll see. You'll see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, it was, Good was definitely the videos were fun. I, I do think yeah. no, that they enjoyed awesome. their, t- their themselves. But yeah. I, I think that the, what is we'll get to the after party at some point in this, I guess. But there was a lot of cool stuff. The first I, I did a I did a vlog, in fact. So I'm still in the process of releasing it. By the time this comes out, it should all be out. But the the vlog was a um, very grandiose idea of vlogging every single day of the conference and releasing Mm -hmm. a new video every time. And that worked out for the first three days, which are already out, but the other two, there's a lot of content and I need to have more time to edit it all. So those are not out yet, but they might be by the time you watch this. You did a good job getting the three out. That's
2: impressive. That's faster than Michael's ever released anything. I did have help with Wendy, Oh,
1: with well, that explains with it. The, Thank uh, you, Wendy. Wendy's amazing. I still did my own editing. I still did Whatever. some of the editing, but <laughs> Thanks, she did Wendy. help out. So that is that is really the reason why it, ha- it even happened in the first
0: place. Oh, <laughs> So, Michael, besides uh, filming people dancing, what were some of the key highlights of the event in your I mind? I didn't film
1: it. I didn't film it. I just happened to have the videos I mean, because they if shared it. he was there, he yeah. wouldn't have been filming anything. Yeah, I would be on the dance floor yeah. busting a move he can't and whatnot. Stop. He's, I would he's, be tearing up the dance floor. Jill, have you seen him dance?
0: Yes, I have at scale. is
1: embarrassing? And it was amazing, wasn't it, Jill? Yes. Who amazing. Did you say, who did you say actually, yes to, Jill?
0: <laughs> actually, no, you did a good job. You did like a um, hip-hop rap uh, kind of brick dance thing at scale. It's yes, not, yeah. yes
1: it, was it was amazing. It was amazing. Here's the best part. We were, the, so there was a last, like, not, not last year, but the but 2022, there was a, a, a special concert sort of thing with uh, MC Frontalot, and who's, mm. by the way, fantastic. He's awesome. But <laughs> no one was dancing, and I was like, you know what? It'd be fun to just have some random nerd just dance for no reason. And there was this dance that I told Ryan, like, because we were about to walk out. I was like, oh, no, I want to do this dance. And then Ryan's like, okay, fine, I'll film it. And I didn't tell Ryan something very important. I had no idea how to do that dance and never even thought about trying before. Uh-huh. So I got a video on YouTube with the sound off, looking at the potential moves of how you do it, and then watched it one time and immediately tried it. And I and think I did very good. audience's cool. of- uh,
2: knowledge here, what is the name of that dance,
1: Michael? I don't think we should say that name of the band. Oh, it's, okay. it's a gang dance. That's why for, I don't think we should say that it. That
2: we could have got popped for. That's all I'm saying. We could have got popped for you doing that dance if the wrong people saw it. You know?
1: How many, <laughs> how many of the wrong people you think have been at a nerd conference? <laughs> <Yeah. for the laughs> I,
0: I don't think anyone knows. <laughs> all right. Sorry,
2: sorry, Jill. We interrupted you. Go That's ahead. That's
0: okay. So, Michael, what were some of the key highlights of the event for you in your mind?
1: <laughs> okay, so there were a lot of cool things. Uh, first of all, I got to do a follow up with Mark Shuttleworth. Woo-hoo! We did an interview and it nice. was really interesting. And at one point, I made a joke about how I updated my system. And for a second, he didn't know what I was talking about. And then he's like, Oh, I remember he now. Said, and he started laughing about it. He's like, Yeah, he's like, Okay, you're ah. that one. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <You're> that, <laughs> one. <laughs> and uh, that, unfortunately, that was during the that wasn't in during the interview. That was just okay. walking around <laughs> in the, the conference. So I don't have footage of that part. Uh, but it was really fun. I also got to interview a lot more people. And we're going to be releasing them on the Destination Linux channel. And uh, But I, there needs to be edited because they are quite long, and a few of them. Uh, one of them was uh, they, anywhere from, from 15 minutes to 36 minutes is what they go for. Uh, and what's funny is that the, uh, sh- the Shuttleworth interview uh, ended... With three percent left battery, and that was fantastic. <gasps> oh, that got I, I a <laughs> yeah. if, if that would have ended, if I had, had lost the battery right before the end, that would have been so irritating. But luckily, all good. Oh. Have all the footage.
2: So that uh, happens a lot more than people realize. There was an interview where Gardner was interviewing me, Gardner Bryant, mm-hmm. and we were in a hotel and we were doing the interview, and literally as we say our last line, goodbye, our final thought, <gasps> the camera shutter shuts off and the battery dies. But it was like oh, right nice. at that moment. Like, you know,
1: nice. it happens, man. It's good yeah. luck. Yeah.
2: Good timing, though. And
1: it was funny because uh, Cubicle Nate also was at the summit yeah, and he was, was, he was watching the battery die and was very nervous oh, about it no. dying. Oh, my gosh. But he also couldn't indicate to me because I, it was being recorded he couldn't indicate to me that it was dying without saying something and his voice being picked up and ruining a vi- like an interview or like one uh-huh. of the answers and stuff so he didn't want to say anything and I wasn't ever looking over in his direction to see if he had any signals or whatever so as soon as it turned off he's like oh I'm so glad you were done now because they are about to die <laughs> That's interesting. I
2: would have kicked you in your shin. So, Nate, next time. Yes, I'm sure F1, you I would kick have. kick him
1: in his shin. And but that, that also would a- interrupt it because I would say, ow. Yeah. But I still get to kick you in your shin. Yeah, so it's I like probably would say, ow.
2: Bonus footage, I feel like. For <laughs>
1: but there was a lot of cool stuff. I mean, for the things that I, I did, there are some stuff that people might not be aware of. So, there was a really cool um, th- special presentation that they did. So they mentioned, I mentioned this on the show in the past, but I couldn't say what it was because it hadn't been fully a guarantee that they were going to do it. So they tested it the night before to see if it worked. And then they did, and it did work. So it was a, almost, it was a sort of like a challenge they made where people got to pilot an underwater drone that was open source based. And you used a PlayStation controller in order to use, to, to control it. And they, you had like a, a challenge to find certain rings in the pool that was there at the hotel, and it was, it was a lot of fun. And I also emceed that and talked with the people as they're playing, teaching them how to do it and all that sort of stuff. And there's, it was a lot of fun. That was like an hour, an hour and a half or so. And there was a lot of people that came in and did it, so it was uh, a lot of fun. Not only in the idea of it, but also in the just having fun with people who were at the event trying out the stuff. Although I didn't get a chance to play with it myself. So that's oh a little bit of a bummer.
2: That's the worst part about hosting and yeah. doing all that work is you don't get to have all the same fun. But exactly. I just have a billion dollar idea, Michael. I don't What's think that? here. Um Wendy, don't share this on the show. It's a billion-dollar idea. Okay. Cut this part, Cut Michael. It. What we do is we have underwater
1: battle bots.
0: There we go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: underwater battle bots. I love it. We're yeah. yes. Yes. I mean, it would be brilliant. Although, And, and mine's going to have a flamethrower. <laughs>
0: <Water. laughs> I wonder how that works. I guess I could put a, put a, a, a bubble of... Uh <laughs> some disbursement material. Jill's to trying
2: to
1: figure out how it make sense <laughs> She's I'm just trying to something that's completely <laughs> nonsensical yeah
2: <laughs> I don't but, yeah.
1: <laughs> but there was <laughs> there was so many cool things okay. and and there was also a community ama the, the ubuntu community okay. council did an ama panel yeah. where you could ask whatever questions you wanted I also hosted that and awesome. uh or slash moderated that and speaking of that that's kind of a funny topic because at the end of the event, there was kind of like a closing ceremony type of thing where they were thanking people for their support and the people who mm-hmm. were helping out making the event happen. And they mentioned something that I had no idea what they were talking about because the, I had, I wasn't using the term the entire time. I was saying host or MC. And the the guy, Philip, who' who's running the event, one of the people who are running the event, said, uh, we want to thank the moderators for are there any moderators here? And I thought they were talking about someone who controlled stuff, like moderation of things, you know? Like a Reddit moderator? Right, exactly. Yeah. And then I realized that he said, oh, I guess they're not here. They're not here moderating anything. And I realized it was me. <laughs> so I'm like, well, this is awkward. I guess I'm not going to put my hand up now. <laughs>
0: you were, yeah, because yeah. You, yeah, you were moderating, <laughs> but that was the first time you yeah. probably I, did it, it, it that technically, way. Technically, that yeah. is the term, but yeah. I wasn't thinking about it at all. Yeah. yeah. So
1: when he said it, And when I realized it, it's way too late. I'll just let it go.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Interesting. All right. So you've attended for two years now. And this sounds like an amazing event. And there's probably people thinking, hey, maybe I want to go to Ubuntu Summit now. I want to play with underwater open source submarines. That sounds baller. That is awesome. But who is this really... For like what is the target audience for the Ubuntu Summit? Is it like a general population thing? Is it more targeted towards people who are actually working on open source right at that moment in big projects? Or what what's Ubuntu so Summit? This
1: for? is a great question because I also asked this question to Mark Shuttleworth. So I know what the target is completely. Awesome. And this is a this is a conference that is not only an Ubuntu or canonical conference, it's also meant for everyone. They even had uh, people from Microsoft. They had people from Framework, from Fairphone, from Ubuntu Touch with U- UbiPorts. Framework. Oh, they man. had so many people there, including uh, they had someone who represented DreamWorks, the animation company. Yay. And that was awesome. Got to interview that guy. I heard Microsoft was, was awesome. there too. Yes, but uh, I didn't get to talk to that. I don't know. I didn't Did know you walk by them person. with a little bit of sassy like I superiority? Have, they were not wearing a Microsoft t-shirt okay. or anything, so I couldn't tell. If I it had could known, be like DefCon where they play a game called find the find the FBI, FBI agent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys find a could Microsoft play the Microsoft guy, the <laughs> Microsoft employee. Yeah, and he, and he happens to have just big Windows logo on his chest. <laughs> right, he's like Ooh, looking I think around like, him. Oh, but no, no, no one had that, so okay. I didn't know. Uh, I tried to get Morrow to point point him out to me, but he didn't have time and he couldn't. F- when at the time I found Morrow, Morrow is one of the other people who were running the conference, and uh, he's also a member of our community. Yes, and he couldn't tell me because he wasn't there at the time. And then I forgot to ask later. So unfortunately, I didn't get to give any like ribbing or jabs to the Microsoft guy. But next time, don't we worry, people. would do that. Next You'd time. give
2: him a big hug and say, we love you too, Microsoft.
1: I would definitely, <laughs> I would give him a hug. You know, like one of those, like, one arm hug where you're like, yeah, like that. So I'd be doing like that. But on the other hand, it was like a kick me sign that I,
2: Like a passive aggressive, like your hand uh, would want to <laughs> attack, but you're kind of holding it back.
1: Like, I, I want to... Okay, <laughs> like I would just I would I would spin them around, and turn into a sleeper hold, you know. <laughs> so everyone who is
2: involved in open kidding. source people, I'm kidding, can attend.
1: Yes, actually, anybody who wants to attend at all is 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 open to everyone, and it's very cool because it's open to anyone who wants to be a part of it. Uh, whether you're, you know, traveling from across the world or like I did or traveling from locally, anyone who just wants to show up, the registration is free. So if you're in the area, you can just go to it if you want to. And there's a lot of cool stuff. I met, a, I met a bunch of people from Latvia at the conference. I also met people from various different projects, various different companies. And what's interesting about this was that there, it wasn't really, it's it's a different kind of conference. It wasn't like a conference where you would go to and there's like a bunch of vendors there wasn't any vendors, and except okay, technically speaking, there was one vendor who had a table and had their stuff set up, but it wasn't really a vendor. It was UbiPorts, ports, and they were just showing off a bunch of touch and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and also, this uh-huh. is what you missed out, Ryan.
2: <gasps> no, oh. not fair. Oh, I'm super jelly right now. Like, oh, nice. when we go to scale, if you bring that thing, there's a very high likelihood I will steal it. Yeah.
1: I will not bring that. Thank you for yeah, warning me. You're, so. <laughs> yeah. Also, it would be in California during March. It would be no reason for a hoodie. <laughs> you
2: <know? Yeah. laughs> You'd never catch me. Who's that guy running
1: away in the hoodie? <laughs> like, he doesn't stand out at all, this one person in a hoodie.
0: <laughs> so, but, <laughs> so, Michael, I, besides Mark Shuttleworth, who who is one of the celebrities you met that you enjoyed talking to the most?
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So, I talked to a lot of people. Yeah. Interviewing and talking to were different because –
0: Oh, yeah fortunately, yeah. <laughs>
1: interviews require you to schedule them. So there was like a special interview room for us. So I could schedule a time to get the in the room and get the people in in this into to get the interview. But it was very difficult to do that. So no one wants
2: to hear the behind the scenes troubles you had. We're all jealous of you. We (laughs) just want to know who are you the most excited to talk to
1: besides Mark Shuttleworth. But I want to defend the amount of interviews. I I got a lot of interviews, but I wanted to get more. I just wanted to defend I just wanted people to understand how much effort it was involved in doing all this. It was a lot of effort, folks. Yeah. But now I will brag about who I talked to. So So, of course, I got the uh, talk with Mark Shuttleworth and the DreamWorks guy, like I already mentioned, which was really awesome. I had a, like a 36-minute interview with him. But I also got to talk with Frank from Nextcloud, the, uh, Rudra from uh, Ubuntu Unity and BlendOS. Uh, also, we had a lot of different... Uh, I didn't get to talk to a few people I wanted to, but I did hang out with those people. It, was, it wasn't like an t- interview kind of thing. And I met, for the first time, Popey, And I saw Wimpy again at the conference, so I hung out with Popey and Wimpy. For those who don't know, that's Alan Pope and Martin uh, Wimpress. So we call them Popey and Wimpy uh, because everyone does. That's their nicknames. Uh, So uh, there's also, uh, I talked with Matthew from Lutris, a glorious egg roll, which... So he goes by the name, like a, like a nickname, Glorious Egg Roll, and then also Eggy for those who don't <laughs> want to say the whole thing of Glorious Egg Roll. Yeah. <laughs> However, I decided I wanted to, that Glorious Egg Roll is not enough. So I started calling him uh, Lord Glorious the Duke of Egg Rolls. Oh, that's
0: perfect. And, uh, <laughs> Lord <laughs> Glorious
1: like the Duke of Egg Rolls. Uh, Does he, he really like Egg Rolls? Well, I think so, yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, at
2: this
1: point, he has to.
2: <laughs> maybe at scale, we should bring a box
1: of Egg Rolls. The glorious egg roll. In, I, fact, I mean, everyone maybe really he likes that they
0: glorious
1: right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. So we should have him on the show and have an interview. With yeah, absolutely. For sure.
0: Yeah, Michael, I'll,
2: you've had so many conversations at this point with Shuttleworth. Do you guys have a secret
1: handshake? Yes. I, I, I can't tell you what it is, otherwise it wouldn't be she, secret anymore. But yeah, so cool, man.
0: Oh yeah. you got
1: the hey, secret. So you I was walking shut, the shuttle. What's up, shuttle? You guys no, got I, like I, short name? No, I just I just walk by and say, "What's <laughs> up, spaceman."
0: Oh, that's man. great. Yeah, yeah nice. I'm sure he yeah, likes like that. So, uh <laughs> so I
1: was walking in the into the into the uh, the hall in the center and I walked in and Mark turned around and said like, "Yo, what's up?" <laughs> <laughs> and you did the secret That Wednesday. is an exact quote. Not at all exaggerating. It's it's not president. Well, yeah, it totally,
2: happen. It sounds fair. That true. didn't happen. Anyway. <laughs> so, there's this like a normal conference. There's tons of talks. I know you did a presentation this year. You yeah. did your presentation on marketing. Now, when you did a presentation in the past, you've always done great presentations. I will give you that. You have had technical hiccups from time to time, including having to use a Chromebook one time to do your presentation.
1: That is true. Which, also, a Chromebook oh, about, about an application, Lye. yes, that wasn't on the Chromebook.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: because his his laptop did not have the correct port on it. It was a hilarious thing, but you made it work nonetheless. Did you have any technical hiccups this time or did, did Ubuntu pull it off? Yes, I did
1: have technical hiccups. But the hiccup was actually not a big deal. I mean, technically speaking, it was issues with the slides. Yeah, And this was not a, re- it was not a problem because my talk didn't really need slides. I wasn't actually going to inten- like use any of the slides. But I did have one slide that I wanted to put there, which was the tuxdigital.com website and have mm-hmm. that there the entire time. That was my goal. Unfortunately, that did not work out. And that also kind of ruined one of my jokes because my goal was to have that there the entire time for the full 30 minutes. And then at the end of it, I would say, and this is an example of marketing. You've been staring at this for 30 minutes and it is probably steered into your brain now. Uh, So you're welcome. That's one of the things I was actually pretty good, but it actually didn't work. It didn't, I didn't make the joke because it wasn't there at all the entire time. Okay. So Uh that was a bummer. So you just ended on a dance, like a Carlton dance right off the stage. I said, everybody get up and join me. We're going to make a TikTok right now. I'll show you how marketing works. Uh, that is. That's not that happening. That would have been amazing. That would yeah. been amazing. Some some of the stuff I'm saying is not true. That one is not true. But the rest of it. <laughs> but the there is there was a lot of fun in the talk because I told some stories, which is different from my previous talks. Usually, my talks are related to uh, the. the the how and the what to do and the where to do it. And and I still included those things, but I also added some stories about how I got into marketing and it was really fun. And I got a lot of uh, nice interaction with the the crowd and uh, you can watch the talk coming up soon on the Ubuntu on Air channel. It might also be on my channel at some point. I'm not sure about that, you know, when it might happen, but it was uh, a lot of fun. And it was usually I kind of have like a, I don't know. Self-criticizing my talks and say like, "Oh, that didn't go as well as I wanted to." I was very happy with that, that talk. Nice. It's like ninety yeah. percent perfect to what I wanted. Awesome. There were occasions where I said something that didn't make sense. Like, for example, instead of saying "tech savvy," somehow that word turned into savvity. I don't know how, <laughs> but it did. Aww. So, and also, you know, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When I said that, I even heard it myself and I was like, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> so in, in the talk, you hear me reacting to my own nonsense. <laughs> so that'll be fun.
0: Oh, that's so cool. You know, one of my favorite moments in the, your last video you did, which was the third day from the Ubuntu Summit, was uh, around uh, nine minutes in. And you talked about you know all the things you wanted to do on on Sunday and doing the interviewing and going to talks. Well, yep. of course, when you're working conventions, it's hard to go to talks. And that's you know, true. I just thought that so, was a, a really nice uh, transition you did. It was very meta you, you. from from uh, talking at the hotel to being in in your studio editing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there was a part where, what Jill's referring to, for those who haven't seen it, it's um, it's me talking about all the interviews that I want to do and all the talks I want to go to and then realizing how much time is actually in a day and then saying, I don't know if there's time to do these things and go to the talks. Yeah. And then I pull back a camera and then show me sitting at the editor section and I know no, there was no time. Yeah, no time
0: for time. And talks. then they move back. So
1: it, it was fun. Uh, check that video out. And also, the new the new video coming out probably mm. tomorrow, I think, for nice. day four. Hey, quit marketing, okay? This isn't your I talk. I can't stop, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> I Jeez. can't stop. It's an impossibility. Okay.
2: There was an announcement you know? there, and we're going to move on here, but a couple more questions. There was Are an announcement we? there that Ubuntu yeah. released, officially announced, I should say,
1: the immutable desktop OS. That's right. Ubuntu Core Desktop Now there's a live technical preview that you can check out if you want to that is available now. And it was very cool. And for those who are not familiar, the Ubuntu Core is a distribution of Ubuntu that is built entirely in Snaps. And this is a version of the Ubuntu Core with desktop usage in mind because the original Ubuntu Core is for IoT purposes. So if you want to try out what Ubuntu would look like in an immutable system, then the ubuntu core desktop is something you should check out because yeah, it's cool. a very cool idea as we talked about immutable in the community feedback yeah. for applying that to ubuntu there's a lot of potential there and if they do uh, address this in the future this might be a way for ryan to get what he wants and has so desperately wants is to get hardware updates as fast as possible because they if, if they're immutable You don't have to worry about the system breaking because it's all the same system. Did you ask Spaceman if that's the case? I mean, I did ask Spaceman if that. I don't know if he wants us to call Spaceman because I just made that (laughs) up. So uh, I did ask Mark Shuttleworth that question, and he. You can check out the interview for more information about that. Nice. All right. Dope.
0: (laughs) And uh, uh, Michael, if someone plans on attending next year, what are some tips to get the most for them to get the most out of the event?
1: Don't. Interview people for a podcast. Yeah,
0: don't work uh, the conference. Right? Yeah, don't work
1: there. <laughs> That's a great way to use time more wisely because I had so many things to do, but it was a lot of fun. I loved doing it and I never stopped working. So at some point, Mm-mm. at the end of day two of the conference, my feet were just oh, chilling me.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was kind of funny because uh, my feet were killing me and I was going to the back to the hotel to just kind of take a break <laughs> and then after 15 minutes of my break I realized oh wait the special presentation is in 10 minutes I need to go so I had to effectively uh, brisk walk to the other hotel where the conference was and then do the presentation and then that was another extra hour and a half on my feet so as you can imagine my feet felt great after that. Oh. Yeah, I bet. But uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I learned some various different things about travel and what I would need to do. But I also learned some cool stuff about going forward when we go to conferences and stuff, how to do these things more efficiently and more effectively. So I will be deploying the, those in future conferences. Uh, like, for example, uh, get a backpack that has a roller wheels on it. Yeah. That's yeah. one. Uh, also have everything hooked up, ready to go whenever you need, whenever you can. I did do start doing that on the last day and I got a lot more stuff in there. So I, I interviewed Rudra from Berlindo West slash Ubuntu Unity because of that. And, uh, you know, a lot more, but I guess the tip for wanting to get the most out of it is to check out the timetables of all the talks you want to and favorite them or put them in your calendar so you know exactly which ones to go to. I put all the talks in my calendar, <laughs> and that didn't work out as well because it still was a little confusing. So put the specifics that you want to, and then you'll be able to navigate a much better. And also, the first day, go find out where the the conference talk rooms are. Like the name, they're all special. Every time you go to them, they have a different... Uh, you know, different names for each room because they have special conference names. Like this was uh, based on like Sigma, Lambda, uh, Omega, stuff like that. So you need to find where these different rooms are and that will make it a lot easier because for... uh, Especially for people like me. Yes, exactly. I just
2: follow Michael. I'm like, Michael, where are we going? Because Lord knows, even if I pre-planned, I would still be lost.
1: Yes. yes so Ryan, Ryan will need a GPS for the uh, the events. Okay. Uh, but this was this was kind of funny because I was walking through the the um, conference center. So all the talks were, there's like the center area, and then all the talks were around it in these various conference rooms. And then there was also some extra conference rooms on the side down the hallway. And I didn't know where my conference room was but I was looking around really quickly and I was walking through the center and then I was like, seeming like frantic, maybe hectic. And Popey asked me, he's like, Hey, what talk are you going to? Uh, you seem to be rushed. And I was like, Oh, mine. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they had an enjoy, they enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah. So I was on time to my talk nice. just to be clear. But you almost weren't. It was Poppy saved the day basically. Well, he didn't know where it was either. I just by had the to way, run I was it.
2: invited to the Ubuntu Summit as well. <laughs> yeah. I attended. I just never found it. So
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's why well, I don't have first, any stories. First of to all, share. you
0: made uh, a left turn instead of a right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: All you had to do was walk down the street, and it was right there. Yeah, <laughs> like all you, had, all you, it was right. I, there. I just couldn't find it. So. You could have also called me and told me. I didn't even know you were there. You know. <laughs> yeah, the whole time I was the just whole time. walking he in circles. There in spirit. So, also, while I was there, I got a certificate of being a contributor to the summit. Oh. Ooh, and you can jeez. see right there, it says, nice. uh, because this is to certify that an above individual contributed to the Ubuntu Summit 2023. Thank you for joining us at the Ubuntu Summit and covering the event on your podcast, Destination Linux. Oh. oh cool. Right? Oh, look at that. That's
0: awesome work. Man,
1: we're big time
2: now.
0: <laughs> we are <never made laughs> big time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Michael, I All am right. so
0: proud of you. I am just... Thank you. It it was amazing all the things you were doing and it just back to back to back all the different events and the moderation you did and your talk. I just we
2: appreciate you representing (laughs) us so well, Michael. Thank
0: you. Uh, you.
2: I would have done it too, but I was lost.
1: So they oh by the way, they also had this wrap-up video where it was like a montage of all this different stuff. And it shows me hosting the special presentation. And so and also at the very end, I just this is this is kind of silly, but at the very end of the video there is a, a video of me uh, just laughing hysterically. <laughs> they end the video of me laughing hysterically.
0: Oh, great. That's uh, thought. And I thought, that's
1: that's funny because, uh, first of all, I didn't see anyone with a camera when it happened. I have no idea where it <laughs> happened. Uh, but also the fact that it's just me laughing hysterically. Like, what good timing that was.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. Well, we have to move that's on awesome. from the summit now and talk about Why? software so much that went missing. I want to hear it's more. Missing. I have so much to say. Well, they've got to watch the videos. <laughs> they've got to watch the videos. Oh, that's true. There is a vlog with a lot of more in there. Check out Michael Tennell's Absolutely. channel. He'll have all his videos and vlog adventures. Oh, some up there right quick. now to check out
1: real quick i do want to tell you about this one piece i we went to this the after party because i talked. we Mm -hmm. i mentioned i was going to talk about that so just real quick there was an after party it was awesome so it was in this kind of i don't know how to describe it other than like a club slash bar slash art deco installation Mm. so it so every time everywhere you walk around there's giant art pieces of various different things for uh, the code names of the Ubuntu releases, so the the Mantic Minotaur. There was wallpapers that were pushed put up. There was also a lot of cool art from Sylvia Ritter. We talked about that uh, her art before on the show because it's really cool art that is just uh, very uh, interesting interpretations of d- like digital art paintings versions of the various code names, and all of those were in surrounding the thing as well as some old wallpapers from like Hardy Heron days and stuff like that. It was a really cool experience. And also there was music playing the whole time. And I decided to be a crazy person and interview people with all of that music happening with the hope that the audio would be useful. And I did some adjustments to see if, to try to make it as good as possible. And I'm happy to say it was useful.
0: Yay. There's
1: even parts of me in the saying, saying this is probably not gonna work, but we're gonna try it anyway. And there's a lot of cool interviews that I did do like on the street, so to speak, at the after party. Okay,
2: Stop your marketing, we get it. I'm going to have that on my channel, channel. so you can- All right,
1: got it. All right, let's get into- For those who are curious, I did a talk about marketing. This episode of Destination Linux is sponsored by Linbit. LinBit has been keeping digital businesses running for over 20 years. They're the makers of open source products like DRBD, which is high availability software that has been part of the Linux kernel since 2010, and LinStore, industry leading open source software defined storage. LinBit has an active presence in the open source community and they collaborate with the community to help identify and build new features. LinBit provides enterprise grade software that runs on a variety of platforms and OSs without vendor lock-in. What that means is is that you could choose the software on any platform, including specific hardware that you wanna use or just off the shelf hardware that you get and connect it. All of this stuff can be interchanged really easily, and with DRBD and LinStore, you can have high-speed replicated block storage in almost any configuration, whether it's Kubernetes, Apache Cloud, or OpenNebula, there's even DRBD proxy for long-distance replication. LinBit is run by its founders to this day, and all of its engineers and developers are in-house with offices in Europe and North America, which allows them to have global 24-7 support to complement their enterprise offerings. Visit LinBit.com to learn more about the people behind LinBit and the awesome software for block storage, duplication, and more. Let's get into (laughs) something I found on Reddit. Speaking of marketing.
2: You market on Reddit. I think you can market on Reddit. You can. I mark can market anywhere. There you go. <laughs> well, there was an interesting question I saw posed to the Linux community on slash r Linux, which I tend to not really watch very much because it can be a pretty toxic place at times. But this question was not toxic. It was actually quite interesting to get the results. The question was, "What is a piece of software that Linux desperately misses?" And this question was posed from user. I think it's supposed to be delinquent7. It's D-E-L-I-Q-N-T-7. So awesome question. And so I took the comments because there was hundreds of comments there to this. And I ran them through a word cloud generator to kind of figure out, instead of having to try to manually tally them up or something, figure out what are the pieces of software people were talking about the most in their comment. So the first one was... Microsoft Office
0: mm-hmm.
2: was the most frequently mentioned of everything. That makes sense, yes. Yep. And specifically, Excel. Excel was one of the big things. Word was mentioned a lot too, but Excel was like, hey, this is a piece of software that there really is no good replication for. And on for
1: those who are program. curious, I still am very excited about spreadsheets. We need to do yeah, another tip in the w- future about spreadsheet yeah. stuff. Because spreadsheets are cool. And Excel is better than the other alternatives for a variety of reasons, like formula stuff it can do and all that sort of thing. So it's not just a a spreadsheet is not the same thing as saying Excel. There, there is a difference and it would be fantastic to have Excel. Excel is
2: very powerful and it's a very well-written software. If somebody was to ask me, give me an example of software that Microsoft wrote that's amazing. I would be like Excel. Excel is literally amazing. In fact, in the interviews I like to ask people what they feel their proficiency is in Excel And I love when somebody says, I'm an expert at Excel. And I like to go with what part? The visual basic part of Excel, creating tables in Excel, formulas in Excel, presentations in Excel. Like there's so much to this tool,
1: right? Like it's an amazing. And also there's people who say that and are not remotely no expert. yeah they have no because there's not really a way to be an expert in excel there's there's that's, so that's much that's the whole thing there
2: is no real you can be yeah. expert in a part of excel but it's such a vast program
1: yeah um
2: and the competition is catching up and getting better no doubt yeah. there's some only Google office Docs is
1: really good uh yeah, office only office. spreadsheets are good yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff but yeah it's still it sells the standard yeah for sure what was the so, second thing that was on the list adobe photoshop shocking right michael I can't believe that's on the list. (laughs) How could that be there? I know you'd have never guessed that. And people... That was the first thing that came to my mind, of course.
2: Yeah. I I figured that was going to be number one. I was surprised Excel was number one. And then I wasn't surprised. But I was surprised and then not surprised. And then Adobe came in and I was like, yeah, that's the one I expected to be at the top like you did. But then a lot of people were using your words, Michael, because people were coming back and saying, what do you mean? We've got (laughs) GIMP. And people would say, yeah, but gimp is destructive so that was the whole thing that and several people had to explain what that means which you've done multiple times on this show Um, and the whole idea is essentially yes gimp is great amazing software for some people but when you look at the capabilities of what adobe photoshop can do especially now with some of their stuff they're doing with ai I don't know if you've seen some of the recent presentations. Oh, yeah. But I've seen it. It's, it's next awesome.
1: Level. There's like, the, so for first of all, a Photopea has AI stuff too, by the way. It's not as good as the Photoshop AI yeah, stuff, but, but it's still it's cool that it's there and it's also in a web app and all that. So for those who are watching the or listening to the audio only version, there was a part where Ryan said that GIMP was amazing, and you might have saw my my laugh and expression of disbelief. Uh, that's because uh, I don't think it is amazing. It's good enough for most people, but also there are things that are better. Even for stuff that's not made to be, in my opinion. I was trying to cre- be nice, Michael. That's I was trying to be that. like Jill. You
2: say you want to be like Jill, <laughs> so, and then you say little comments like that that prove you're not. Okay, and I'm now closer
1: to being Jill than you are because you're nasty about. You also moved closer to Jill, so that's cheating. That's true, too. Yeah. but so I would say Pugs, that. Too. Uh, sorry, Jill, but I would say that GIMP is good enough for most people. It's just not really good. And it's not and it's nowhere near good for professionals. It's not even, it's not even on the the, the docket to even be compared. But the reason why is because there are so many pieces of there's so many features that it's missing. And if you you it's been, I don't know how many years we've been talking about the next version of GIMP 3.0 coming out and how long it's been on the It's coming soon sort of thing. Uh, But I did look it up today. GIMP 2.x was started in 2004. So it's been almost 20 years at the exact same code base. And that's why Mm. we've not had a lot of progress because it's just, it's, it's a project that needs a lot of help.
2: Uh, yeah, they need a lot more help, yeah, probably need a lot in of there help
1: to make it. They need some refactoring. And I know there's been a ton of work done by the current G- GIMP team, like the GEGL work that they made, yes. which is very cool. There's a lot of cool stuff there. But it, Photoshop is good, people. <laughs> I don't like Adobe as much as the other people who, you know, if, if you don't like Adobe, you get it the same way. No professional designer. No professional illustrator, no professional There's video no fans they're, of yeah, Adobe. They're, I, yeah. they're not fans of Adobe. Pe- Adobe is is a, a a very successful company, despite most people who use their software not liking the company. And yeah. it's because the software they have is very good. Yeah. So of course, GIMP and Photoshop are on the thing, but that's enough talking about Adobe products, because even though I like Photoshop, it yeah, I was about does to throw up in my mouth. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, what was the next set of things that were on the list? The next one was gaming, which I was like, really? Well, that's already there.
2: Gaming is like next level. But yeah. then I saw that right next to gaming was the mention of NVIDIA drivers, good NVIDIA drivers, okay, and full gaming industry support. So, you know, there's yeah, still big fair. AAA yeah. games out there that, People can't play on Linux although for the most part we've got an amazing library yes. unlike any time we've ever had in Linux
1: it's it better and better yeah and it, yeah Thinks it gets about- better Yay.
2: every single year so I think this is a huge improvement but the NVIDIA drivers you know I, ca- I kind of get that
1: I and, definitely get uh, that especially for a person who's a resolve fan I definitely get yeah, that
2: yeah yeah <laughs> for sure and then CAD was the last thing to come up. So a competent 3D CAD editor for engineering projects. Somebody said, "Yes, yeah, that's yeah.
0: a
1: very good one."
2: There are I think some. Nate mentions this too. Cubicle yes, Nate. I know. So
1: FreeCAD is good. CAD. Mm-hmm. It's just not Sounds anywhere great. near as yeah. good as AutoCAD. And then, there, but there's also, I think I'm not. I could be wrong about what it's called, but I heard from uh, some people. I think Nate also that there was a web app sort of solution called on shape i think that's what it's called but it's it's like a free cat it's not actually a it's, it's it's not open source but it allows you to have access to a good piece of software so for those who need that maybe check that out
2: interesting and michael after hearing all of these we're going to get into is there anything we feel is missing off the list from the word cloud that i created here Um, But anything at the Ubuntu Summit, you know, DreamWorks, any of that
1: stuff make you think some of these things could be addressed? I think there's a lot of potential for some of the stuff that was talked about to be applied, but not necessarily specifics. There was not anything about, you know, NVIDIA didn't show up or um, there wasn't anybody talking about how Photoshop could be put in and that sort of thing. But There were some really cool talks, like for example, DreamWorks talking about Moonray and what it could be done. Because it's not, it's made for rendering, right? But it's also a management tool for lots of data and being sent through a pipeline in a very streamlined way, but also in a very uh, robust way. So it could be in the interview i talked to him about that and he said that it could be used for a variety of different things not just rendering uh, you know databases and stuff like that it could be implemented into a lot of different things so moonray in itself is super interesting that it could be applied to so many things and could be because it's open source and it's uh, i'm pretty sure it's apache license it's it could be applied to a variety of different projects and you'd still have and you'd have access to something that's being made by uh, a very large company who loves open source. By the way, I asked a question to the DreamWorks guy, uh, what operating systems do DreamWorks use for their rendering? <laughs> and he said, strictly Linux. <laughs> like, nice. Like, That's what we yes. love Fantastic. <laughs>
2: loving it. Loving it. Okay. So when I think about items that were missing from the list, the very first thing that popped in my head was video editor. Kaden Live is great. And I made many of my videos and my first start on YouTube thanks to Caden Life. So I love the software. Do not get me wrong. But there is a point where, and I'm happy it exists and I'm happy for everything they do. There gets a point where you want to take your videos to the next level. And this this area is moving so fast because there's so many people getting into video production and creation that if you use something like DaVinci, you kind of realize how many Options and features you don't get in Caden Live, and, and that's okay. It's open source, it's free, and all of those things. But I would like to see, you know, DaVinci make themselves more available with Linux, easier to install, easier to utilize AMD drivers for in Linux, yeah. and those type of things. So we don't really have even a proprietary option that's, you know, easy. DaVinci is the closest thing we have on the Linux, but it's just not an easy install and to work with
1: yeah if you have the the right hardware the right configuration DaVinci resolve is fairly straightforward but if you do not have the right configuration mm-hmm. it is a pain mm-hmm. a big pain and to the point where some people just give up and don't bother
2: i remember giving da vinci quite a mouthful in yeah prior episodes
1: especially considering that. you could just make a flat pack black magic design I actually write pack. that every time I
2: download their software. You I know, do I every time. Register. Yeah. I write, please make a flat pack, and they probably well, have no idea what we're talking about. But
1: you know, it's kind of funny. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people do that. Or a snap, uh, or a snap, whatever. I I don't care what you or use. Or an app image. Okay, I actually do care if you don't don't use. Oh, that see,
2: one. gotcha. <laughs> okay, I
1: don't care if you use snap or flat pack. Okay, and for those who don't 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 get yelled at me in the comments, I'll, just, I'll explain it. App images don't have a security system, and they don't have updating. That's why. Not not because they're not they're bad. It's a bad format. It just doesn't have critical things. And if you want to say, hey, giant company, put your effort into a format, at least it needs to have updating. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's well, we do why. have Lightworks, which is good too.
0: Yeah. Lightworks is and- good.
1: I think Lightworks is a great editor, mm-hmm. but DaVinci Resolve is kind of in its own league right now it doesn't really have like it's more closer to Premiere and Final Cut I feel like yeah exactly yeah yeah. and maybe even better in some ways you know
2: for color management for sure
1: oh yeah Jill what do you think
2: is missing from the Linux desktop I know you love everything and everyone but you gotta feel
1: like sometimes there's something missing whoa 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 Ryan, you're saying that Jill loves everyone, everything and everyone. Jill, you love Adobe? No. Oh. Okay, see? Oh, wow. Adobe, that right there should make you change your ways. In fact- You can't even get Jill to say that she likes you and she likes everybody. Come on, Adobe. (laughs) Let her go. Go, Jill,
0: go. In fact, I would like- uh, it, that uh, Corel Draw and Corel Photo Paint were back on Linux sure. that that's so we have have that that's how
1: much you dislike Adobe yes. <laughs> yeah and uh and PaintShop Pro yeah yeah
0: PaintShop Pro is awesome and you know in fact it was ahead of its head ahead of uh, Adobe Photoshop for for many years in a lot of yeah. areas I
1: used PaintShop yeah. Pro
0: for a while yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um another thing I I would like is is as as you guys have been talking about, is you know more an, another non-linear video editor, another but a, another professional tool like Avid or Final Cut. Mm-hmm. Um, DaVinci Resolve is absolutely incredible, and Lightworks is good, but there there needs to be another competitor in the Linux space that is industry standard, whether it's proprietary or not. We just we just need more more options. <laughs> I love that part.
1: That is a very important part because Jill (laughs) said, whether it's proprietary or not— There are a lot of people who will refuse something that's proprietary, and I understand your perspective, but that doesn't mean that the platform shouldn't have proprietary software because it's very important to get software on the platform that people want to use so that they're willing to use the platform. Once you have the people and the software on the platform, then you can proselytize the idea of open source and that sort of stuff. That is a good approach. The refusal to ever accept anything proprietary is a great way to never get any growth. Yeah. Out. It
2: takes yeah, people time yeah. to see the community get involved and kind of understand. Yeah. What else, Jill?
0: Well, you know, we have so many other great tools for 3D animation like Blender, Maya, Modo. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're just lacking professional video editors and motion graphics tools. That, that's, yeah. that's another mm-hmm. one.
1: The only motion graphics (laughs) we have, I guess, is the fusion.
0: Fusion from DaVinci. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting.
2: Those are good ones. Michael, is there anything you feel is missing from the list? Uh, Text editors. (laughs) (laughs) I think we... Yo, gosh. Yes. (laughs) Another good point, Michael. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about it. We need another text editor. We need
1: more text editors. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Please. Please hear us. All right, and I want to mention one of our patrons, Chris, who's watching the show live, mentioned his dad loved Word Perfect. My dad loved Word Perfect as well. I loved Word Perfect yes. as well. That was a great program back in the day. Yeah,
0: and you could yeah. use it, was it on It was really limits. good in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Back back in the day.
2: That's what I said, yeah. back in the
1: day. Just, but it still yeah. exists now. It still exists.
0: Yeah. Does it
2: still
1: exist? Yeah. Yeah, they released huh. like um, a year ago. They released a new version, huh. at least...
0: Yeah, yeah, and
1: that's like Apple has an office <laughs> suite, right? But I don't think anybody on the planet uses it. No, yeah. Oh, it's annoying pages oh, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, right? pages. yeah, pages. It's annoying that because was- it's not even really like a full office suite. It's like a combination of things. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I there's a there's I think Apple does make some good products, but and and their software sometimes is fantastic, but sometimes they just they just yeah, kick they, themselves they, they don't in the touch face that
2: thing. I don't think they yeah. update it much at all. But you know there is something that did just get a big update.
0: Yes, yes. So Valve actually really surprised us today with something new: a new Steam Deck with an OLED screen. Oh, Oh.
2: so beautiful!
0: I love, love, love my original Steam Deck. In fact, I always have this handy thing on at my side, (laughs) and uh, but now I really want uh, the OLED version of the Steam Deck. And it, it's not just that. There are a ton of new, feature, new features that uplifted the Steam Deck. Not just the beautiful 1280 by, a, by 800 HDR OLED display. <laughs> the new Steam Deck boosts much longer battery life with a 50 That's watt hour things. battery and 3 to 12 hours of gameplay depending on content. And Valve was saying the battery should charge faster and last up to 50% longer. That's what we want to hear. (laughs) This is so exciting. Yeah. And there's even a new AMD APU, which is much faster and more efficient than the first-gen Steam Decks. This combined with the more power-friendly OLED display helps the battery life tremendously on the Steam Deck. And yeah. the other cool thing is, despite the processor being the same speed, I know for all of those of you out there that were waiting for the Steam Deck 2 and a faster processor, we didn't get one directly, um, like, but it's the same speed as the original Steam Deck. But some games do run faster because of the much faster APU. So it, it was updated, just not. Nice. Oh, you know, not, the,
1: not completely. Not completely. <laughs> there is there's new hardware, but not a full set of new hardware. Correct. Which Correct. is interesting because it makes a little bit of sense. Uh, Valve mentioned they were not going to do a, a full new version like a Steam two Steam Deck two or whatever yeah. for like a few years. Yeah. And this new version shocked everybody. It did. So it's 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 <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like an iterative update, but it's not the one of those updates you are disappointed by that. Yeah, this is because huge. what they chose to put in. Is very, very well, exciting. OLED's yeah. a big deal.
2: You know, this, this, the whole, so people who don't know what we mean when you kind of mention OLED out there, because not everybody's geeks like us, mm-hmm. right? Might be just getting it. They might be just getting their geek card. Yes. So that's organic light emitting Woo-hoo. diode, right? So different than what the other technologies that you'll see with screens out there where everything you this want is right the kind now of LED OLED.
1: you would get from Whole Foods.
2: Yeah, organic. Yeah, you get an organic <laughs> yes. one from Whole Foods. That was good. Uh, So the organic part is very important, though, because (laughs) this is what makes OLED so special, right? Because it uses organic compounds in order to produce the colors. And what does that actually do? And that's like unlike all the other screen technology we're talking about. What that does is create this incredible saturation with the black. Yes. So the Mm. blacks just pop and the colors just represented are so much more vibrant. And when you think about playing on a small screen like that, that becomes way more vital than even on your big monitors and things because you've got very tiny details that you want to be able to differentiate between each other with all of the shading and colors and things that you're utilizing there. Mm -hmm. So this is a big deal, putting an OLED screen in here. But then what generally happens, you put a higher quality screen in, you get less battery, but they thought about that. And then you also have some heat dissipation problems that you could have to deal with, but they upgraded that as well. And it's like, (laughs) Valve just gets it. Like, they don't just release something... For the sake of like, I think a normal company, the moment that they had all these competitors coming out, because look how many companies have come and gone because you don't hear about their devices anymore and
1: tried to steal from the success of the Steam Deck. They saw the Steam Deck and then they're like, we have to copy this. Yeah,
2: you've all of a sudden got all these new players releasing their version of this gaming console and they put OLED screens in and they were doing all this stuff, but they just didn't have the same community that Steam's created. Number one, their library of games and the cost for getting yeah. games is so attractive to so many people because they if even if you don't have a huge library, the sales and things in Steam is unlike anywhere else. You go to a PlayStation store, rarely a game on sale. Nintendo, forget about it. And then you look at, you know, Steam, and you could get games for 99 cents that were 59.99, you know, six months ago and things. So, you know, it's just there's a lot of deals there. But they also thought about: hey, when we pair this hardware together, how's it all going to actually work? Mm-hmm and yeah. if we're putting this higher end screen in then we need a bigger battery and if we're putting all these additional components in we need better heat dissipation and so i just love what they did here yeah. it makes me happy it's, they make me happy
0: oh absolutely and there's also faster downloads with the more powerful wi-fi 6 e chip that it's it like doubles the the speed of the download almost on, honestly goes more than double yeah. <laughs> and there's something very near and dear to our hearts here on Destination Linux. As Linux geeks, we have muffins better. Besides muffins and cupcakes, we have Uh-oh. better yeah. repairability on this. Oh yes, that. Yes. <laughs> Which original one was
2: had good repairability? Upgradeability. So this is even better. Yeah, yeah, there
0: are even metal threads now on the shell for screwing the screws into instead of plastic. And valve actually reduced the number of different types of school screws, which means less, you know, fewer tools needed. And there is less glue on the back of the battery, so it is more easily replaceable. <laughs> that I, was I
2: hope Pine complaint. sixty-four, you know I adore and love, takes notes because yes. I <laughs> had been known to screw a screw through the plastic case of a uh, pine laptop because they didn't have the metal threads in there to stop it from continuing through. And I get a little, I, I get a little
1: torque happy. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. A little torque
0: happy.
1: A <laughs> little bit torque happy. Yeah.
0: One of the other major things and, and a lot of people also, don't.
1: Wait a minute. Did, wasn't, didn't you do that on a live stream? I did. Yeah. Yeah. We should yeah, find the clip of that. Right <laughs> through the frame. I don't oh, think you could actually you see it yeah. on the live stream though. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a bummer. That's about right. Yeah. I think you. Oh, yeah. I think you realized it after the fact or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's what it was. Okay.
0: Wow. <laughs> there is also a dedicated digital signal processor, which takes the load off the APU for audio processing, resulting in much better sound quality and haptics. And a lot of people have had issues with their Steam decks, particularly with the sound when sometimes playing certain games of it, you know, like Mm. getting having some skipping or having issues. Although a lot of that has been fixed with software, but now that there's a separate uh, DSP processor, that's, that's big. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you,
2: don't, you know, it can hand it off. Yeah, it doesn't you don't have to hand worry it about off. it. Yep. Yeah. So if you're playing a game that's putting that Steam Deck to to its limits. Right. The yeah. sound is not going to be an additional factor that's going to start bugging out. Uh, that's cool.
0: Absolutely. And it, so this
2: has to be starting yeah. at. Let's see. Your average cell phone now is nine hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> so let me guess. Uh, I mean, you're getting an entire OLED screen, this giant gaming device. Uh, Twelve hundred bucks,
0: Jill? No, five hundred and forty nine dollars. For the Man, 512 gigabyte SSD crazy. OLED. Uh, it's basically the same price as they were before, you know, with, with uh Michael, 20 we, to, I think
1: the to company 50 dollars difference on something. I, I don't think there's the company needs. So uh first <laughs> of all, the, the prices are, ba- are are the same. So if you look at the difference between the the 512 last year, the last time, last version, and this version, it's the same but the ones that are cost more have more storage. Yeah. yeah. And they also have a limited edition version, which has <gasps> oh, that <one>. the like <laughs> translucent uh, etched glass, which is kind of cool. Uh, and they also have, um, I think the limited edition is like, uh, there's, there's more features like a carrying case with like all sorts of stuff. So that's that's more expensive because you're getting, but it's also not that much more expensive. You're only paying an yeah. extra 30 bucks for that. True. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty cool but the extra terabyte this terabyte storage is very important because you both got the cheaper mid-tier version
2: whoa whoa
1: and oh my um, mid-tier cheap you 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 both got the lesser of the options oh, look in your at Mr. Mighty pants yeah. over here but i, I got that the by 512 putting- <laughs> version which also means i could put more storage in it jill Aww. and have even more and uh, I realized this is very important when I started adding more and more games, and it said you still have 100 gigs left of game storage. You're like, fantastic! <laughs> yeah. So, and so that means I put in a lot of stuff. Yeah. But the the when it when I saw how much was left, I was excited because I needed an extra 50, and I had plenty. Nice. So yeah, this is very cool that the base model of this OLED version is the same as the 512 from previous. And if you want the OLED, it makes sense that they have to charge more so they get you that tier. But if you still want to get the LCD version and don't want to spend as much money, you can still do that. They still are offering that at the lower tier.
0: At
2: $399 for the LCD screen version yeah. of the Steam yes. Deck yeah. right now? And, they dropped and, the
1: price on that one because that was a freaking steal. it's not steal. The 64 yeah, the,
0: gig. It's 256 yeah. gig, gigabyte that's, default. That's a great
1: Christmas gift, Yeah, folks. That is a good... So the mid-tier when dropped down to the, the yeah, baseline. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's awesome. By the way, if you want to get
2: me and Jill a Christmas gift, you could send us... Not Michael. He doesn't deserve <laughs> <our> one. An <laughs> OLED... Yay! Yay! oled steam deck yeah Yeah, we would appreciate that michael wouldn't because he's already got the top tier of the other generation and me and jill just have the
1: old tier if you wanted to send it to me as a present i would would absolutely appreciate it (laughs) however i will say something now that will make (laughs) both of you go what and that is i will not be purchasing the new steam deck version uh to replace my current steam deck because i don't I don't have the need for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it well, looks I mean, that's awesome, the right way to look at things, Michael. It's also boring, yeah. but it's the right way to look at things. <laughs> it's also boring. Fair enough. So I would so, love uh, to have it, but I have a Steam Deck already. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a significant amount of money to get it. It accomplishes what I needed to do. Okay, we get it. We get it. It's boring.
0: If Michael best. gets one, it just will sit in the box for too long, anyways, yeah, Ryan. Exactly. <laughs> Jill,
1: Jill, how dare you? Ooh. You're not wrong, <laughs> except for the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck I did, you did open. It the made same Jill really so quick. mad; she's firing shots at you yeah. Mike, yeah, oh over exactly. this. So this. You got this, your so, Steam Deck
0: okay. after me and Ryan did, and you were waiting yes. a long time.
1: I, I, <laughs> I, you, you had to wait, yeah, and before we could talk about it on the show because I, it, mine didn't show up for Correct. like a couple months or something. So I did take it out immediately, but most of the time I do not, and <laughs> that that is a typical, that is true. Uh, but I got a bunch of gear and tech for the Ubuntu Summit travel. Nice. And I opened it all the same day. Are, are, are you proud oh, of me, Ryan? Oh, I
0: am proud. We'll have to see
2: what was the tech, you know? We'll, we'll get through that in another episode. Don't oh, tell the, me here. Uh, e- uh,
0: <laughs> so <laughs> much. Okay,
2: okay. All right, Jill, take us into our software spotlight this week.
0: Yeah. So are you looking for a privacy-focused? Yes. End-to-end encrypted open source yes. email service? Well, then check out Skiff.
1: She hadn't even finished the question yet. (laughs) She had me at looking for. I'm always looking for something.
0: Are you looking for? Yes. (laughs) Skiff has been all the rage. I've been hearing it talked about in a lot of places online, including on Reddit. (laughs) So Skiff offers encrypted email, calendar, documents, and files that give you the power to communicate, freely and they also have features like creating aliases and a mobile app for android and ios and for your desktop there is a flat pack available too that is developed by the community and now that is really cool (laughs) and if you're looking for something other than tutanata which i love or proton which is now just
1: tuta by the way they just renamed themselves so it's easier to say now (laughs) it's (laughs) tuta <laughs> that's a that's a good change. I like.
0: Yeah. It. So if you're if you're looking for something other than Tuda or Proton Mail, you might want to check out Skiff's offerings. I was really impressed. I actually created a a uh, email address with it to test it out and. It, it was really quite amazing. My problem is not <laughs> needing another
2: email address. I have yeah. <laughs> email addresses like Michael has domain names. Yeah. Like
1: it's too many. There's just. No, you don't. Too <laughs> many. I <have> way more <laughs> domains than you. I have. I probably have more emails than you too. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: yeah. You actually check your emails. I just complain about mine and never look at them. But the point is <laughs> I just emails there's a lot of emails. I
0: know Yeah, another email. <laughs> I
2: like their website. Yeah. I like what they're trying to represent. Michael might even be impressed with some of the marketing that they've been doing yeah. lately. Although they should probably sponsor this show if they really want to they show their marketing They should probably chops, sponsor this saying. show. They
1: really want to prove how good they are at marketing. Yeah, I mean, they do. You know, they should. They should consider. Then that. I might switch. So yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, also, uh, they have gotten in touch with us, so I'm curious right. about so, what uh, the p- well, what is potential case. there. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Hello, but, Skiff. Uh, yeah. Hey, Skiff. So <laughs> this is uh, very interesting, and it's also there's a there's some services that are uh, in this space that are very intriguing but there's always something that kind of bothers me about them sometimes like for example uh, I'm not going to sp- specific you know terms but there is are issues with alias sometimes where you have to pay a lot for a various amount of aliases and I love the fact that the default a uh, base level package of three dollars a month has unlimited aliases. Oh, that's so very nice! That yeah. is fantastic. that's a really good that's a and really good call uh, out 15 there. Fifteen gigabytes
0: yeah. of storage, which I was really impressed. They have really good uh, cloud storage as well. They're not uh, it, it's not like other email uh, clients that you have to pay another service to use cloud storage. <laughs> it's nice. It's yeah. Integrated. Yep. <laughs> yep.
1: Our tip of the week this week is related to security and encryption, because it's not yeah, just... Yeah, you a, skiff. I mean, that we're, is... Yeah. That's, a, that's the software that's spotlight, legitimate. right? Oh, oh, my bad. Okay. So this is a different segment, oh, although okay. you still could... It is a tip of the week in, in a in a sense, so I'll give you like a, like a half credit there. Oh, nice. But we're, we're talking about something more related to two-factor authentication, because... It's not a great idea to have a password manager that has all of your secrets and your 2FA in the exact same app. You can do this, but and it's also not necessarily a terrible idea, but it's not the best idea because it's good to have a separation. So whether you're using uh, ProtonPass or Bitwarden, uh, there you can use something called Aegis, I think that's how you say it, is it's a way to have a two-factor authentication that's open source so you can use for your 2FA in place which will help provide an extra layer of security for your accounts. And it's really good because for those who are curious what is special about Aegis? Well, some of the applications that offer two-factor authentication require you to only open the application. And that's good if you have your phone already you know, available and you've already unlocked it and that sort of stuff. But if you have you know, maybe accidentally uh, unlocked it and just left it for a second, because some people have like a timeout system, anyone could just open the application and boom, they have your 2FA. Where in this case with Aegis, they have a thing where you can set up an extra step, where you can have a pin code to it, or you can have a like... Biometric fingerprint reader, or something like that. So, they, they took into the consideration to add extra steps to even have more uh, security attached to it. So, I appreciate that. And there's other reasons that you can check source. out. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, obviously, open source is ideal, there uh, but there are some other open source options, Ryan. I just wanted to say that there's some cool stuff they did that in Aegis that I appreciate because it's a combination of adding security and modern feel to an application. And it's just, it's well-designed. open source. And yeah. Okay. Yes, Ryan. It is also open source. Thank sur- you. All right. Cool.
2: Now, let's talk about where you'll get to meet Jill and also Michael and me. If you come- And it's open to, source. It's open source. Yes. If you come to scale 2024, which is scheduled for March 14th through the 17th, it's 2024, not 2023. We're already past that it's done we're talking 2024 now it's please. right around the corner people <laughs> right around the corner march 14th through the 17th at the pasadena convention center in pasadena california oh, conveniently thank you, thank you and thankfully you'll see me at this event because i'll Yay. be following jill around and yeah. i won't get lost too much and michael, <laughs> and michael. I'll that's follow actually true around. for
1: me too because these yeah. this this building is pretty huge and jill has been there many times and knows where to go so we will yeah. probably use <laughs> penguin hat. So, so also, first of all, I did get lost the first time in the Pasadena place because there's two, there's two buildings. Yeah, in this place. Two so there's buildings. there's yeah. one building on the left, another building on the right. And not that they, they didn't, but at the time they both didn't say scale on them. So I didn't know that I was supposed to go for one building specifically for the registration or whatever. And I got confused for a bit, but there was a lot of nice people around to help me out. And then, luckily for Ryan, when he got there, I just gave him the details.
0: Yeah. You and, did. You gave me
1: <laughs> the, deets. I, the deets. I appreciate it. I almost said deets, and then I felt maybe yeah. I shouldn't say deets. Hey,
2: man, we're, we got to be down
1: with the kids, we are too, hip. you know? We are yeah, hip. Very Hello, hip. fellow kids.
2: Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so check us out at Scale. Set your calendars. Get your trip ready to go hang out with us there. And a big thank you to each and every one of you for supporting us by watching or listening Destination Linux. However you do it, we love your faces come help be a part of the show by either joining in our community. I mean, you're going to need to do that either way. You need to join our community. And we course. have a Discord community set up at tuxdigital.com slash Discord. That's tuxdigital.com slash Discord. You get to come hang out with other people in the community and network. You know, this is an amazing opportunity network with people all around the open source community and all kinds of different industries and things there. And if you want to support the show and keep it going, you know, the person who commented earlier that they've been listening to the show for four years and more and wants many more years to come. You know who makes that happen, Michael? The patrons. Oh, patrons. Pa- yeah, Patrons. We true. love you. Because, you know, advertisers, we love them, but they come and go. But patrons have been supporting us through all of these years before we ever had advertisers. And even when we have moments in the market when things lull and stuff, our patrons are always there lifting us up. So help support this show. Help keep it alive. Go and become a patron of Destination Linux.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, patrons are so important to making the show And if you want to become a patron, you can go to tuxdigital.com slash membership to become one. And you get a ton of cool perks, like being able to watch this show live and also join us in the patron-only post show that happens every week after the show and a bunch of other perks. When do we record, Michael? People need to... That's a good question. We record on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, and 4 4 (laughs) p.m. Pacific. There we go. And if you're in Europe, sorry. So uh, it's be a late
2: night, early morning.
1: (laughs) Exactly. But uh, so there's also a lot of other perks that you get. For example, there's a patron only section of our discord server that you can get access to. And there's also unedited versions of the show. So if you're not able to join us live, you can still watch the full unedited version, which is also ad free in the patron-only sections, and there's a lot more. So go to tuxdigital.com slash membership. And earlier, Ryan was talking about being able to join the community. And we have a Discord server, but we also have a forum. You can go to tuxdigital.com slash forum and join that as well, and there's a lot of cool people that hang out there. And there's also a subset of people who are in both, and there's people who just hang out in the forum. And really cool people are in both. Exactly, it's true. You You should join both if you wanted to. Uh, If you want to be cool and not a pen chewer, right? (laughs) Exactly. I don't want to be a pen chewer. God forbid. Uh, Also, if you'd like to get some swag and support the show in other ways, you can go to tuxdigital.com slash store and get all sorts of cool stuff. We have hats, uh, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers. Jill brought a (laughs) dress.
0: Yes. Jill
1: brought a dress. In fact, (laughs) yes, there's so many cool things. Go to tuxdigital.com slash store to get all of that and more.
0: And make sure to check out all the incredible shows here on Text Digital. That's right. We have an entire network of shows to fill your entire week with geeky goodness. Make sure to check out Linux Out Loud with Matt, Nate, and Wendy having a blast and sharing their awesome passion for Linux and open source. And everyone head to textdigital.com and subscribe to all these incredible shows. And don't forget to leave a rating on your favorite app so others can discover the power of open source and keep those penguins marching in the full monte of Linux and open source awesome sauce. Everybody have an incredible week. And remember that the journey itself is just as important as the destination.
1: Kino Knight. Kino Knight. (laughs) Kino
0: Mike. (laughs) Kino Knight. Nice. Great
1: callback. Nice everyone. We'll see you next week.